Guten Tag. For the German game? I had the post game on, of course. TV in the background. I wasn't really paying attention. Liz was sitting there doing whatever. And she goes, hey, are they singing John Denver? I turned it up. I was like, yep. That's exactly what they're doing. Comes Ellis, keeping the dribble alive, going to bank. Fink on the roll, they're going to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Giant Podcast Week 10 Recap. I am your host, the biggest Joe you know, the Fantasy Giant himself, sitting alongside me, El Scorcho, El Scorcho Dynasty, El Scorcho Choppy Chop. That's El right. El Scorcho, Mr. Fink. How are you, Greg? I'm doing well. Doing well. Still streaking in the Dynasty. Unfortunately, my streak came to an end, oh. but I said that that would happen in the call your shot, so hey. Hey, you won something. I won something. Uh, let's see before we get started in the show. Thank you to everybody who came out on Saturday for the little El Storco Invitational. Yes, thank you, everyone. A lot of loyal listeners and a lot of people who said they were loyal listeners, and you, you decided to quiz some people. People said, oh, yeah, I listen to the show every week. And you said, who's this? Who's mm-hmm. the lovable loser? That's if you right. listen, you would know who this nickname is. Mm-hmm. Really quizzing people to make sure that they're not lying about listening to the show. But we appreciate all of your guys' support week in and week out. And I uh, recently discovered a couple weeks ago, people have actually reviewed this show on oh. Apple Podcasts. Uh-oh. So those two or three that did it, thank you so much. It's amazing. Were, were they good reviews? Oh, yeah, five stars. Oh, okay, five perfect. Stars. Who? I mean, I guess any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, well, yeah. anyone who listens to the show, we know personally, so ah, true. we appreciate it. Well, besides our German friends. Yes. Who, I, apparently, they were at the game this weekend. Of course. So, that was cool to see, and uh, thanks for reaching out on Twitter. Uh, happy to connect. All right, let's get into some NFL news. Unfortunately, there were a couple uh, injuries this past weekend. The big one looks like Cooper Cup. Ouch. Have surgery, and he's going to be out. I'm assuming he's done for the year. Definitely the fantasy season. Yeah, I don't think it's been ruled out, but their team's out of it. They're playing for nothing, so at this point... They don't have an offensive line. Yeah, they're not going to rush Stafford back, and now they probably won't rush Cup either. That first-round pick to the Lions is looking better and better. It really is. That's wild, but... Hey, I'll take it. You had your Super Bowl, and now you take care of us this year. Everybody's a winner. Uh, also, a couple tight ends. Zach Ertz. I know you Ooh. got him a couple leagues. He's done for yeah. the year. He's officially done, done. Yeah. And uh, Dallas Goddard, he got face masked and fumbled and injured on the play, and uh, he's going to be missing, I think, a couple weeks. We'll see. He's doubtful this week. I don't expect him to play. Back to Ertz real quick. He yeah. might be done, done, done. If his knee's torn up, he's, you know, 34 years old. He was on the back end of really a storied career uh, for, for tight ends these days for the most part. I mean, we all know ACLs, they, they take a little time to come back from, and that, that's with young guys. You know, he's, he's no spring chicken, as they say. Um, so it's going to take him a while to come back. So, I mean, we might have seen the last of Zach Ertz. Yeah, if he was on, like, the Bills or Chiefs, you know, he might come back, try to for one last ride, get a ring. But, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals are contenders, question mark. Contender-ish. But, yeah, more so than most teams in the league. You dropped him in Dynasty, so I figure you take it, he's done. Yes, I, I think his career is over, unfortunately. Well, that's too bad. That's as a fantasy career. player, or as a relevant fantasy player. Yeah, worthy of a roster in your 23-man roster. Yes. Makes sense. Uh, stars around the league this past week. Well, he did it again. Justin Jeez. Fields is Mike Vick 2.0, apparently. 41 fantasy points for him. Patrick Mahomes had 34. Not a bad day. At the running back position, uh, Jonathan Taylor showed up. Hey, Aaron back. Jones showed up. My Saquon man. Barkley My picked second up where man. he left off. 23 points for all those guys. Wide receiver, we had CeeDee Lamb, 32 points. 
Justin Jefferson, 30 points and the greatest catch. Of the season, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Maybe regular season history. Yeah. Better than the OBJ catch, right? That yeah. In traffic. Because there's somebody there. Somebody else caught it, really. Yeah. That's what happened. He just ripped it from him. Uh, and Christian Watson, 30 points for Green Bay, who is a free agent mm, in the legacy. Not for long. How much money is he going for? Uh, probably more than I put on him. More than I, more, more than my $2 I've left? Um, you know, that's actually what I put on him. Oh, well. So, I mean, right. there you go, folks. Bid more than two bucks. I'd be amazed <laughs> if you didn't. <laughs> uh, this week, week 11, the buys to watch. Tampa Bay, coming back from Germany, as well as the Seahawks. No surprise there. Miami Dolphins and Jacksonville Jaguars. And now ready for the stupidest thing you're going to hear all week? Next week, there is no buys. What? But they're back in 13 and 14. <sighs> Why have no one on buy in 12? Who then makes on 13 these and 14? schedules? I think, I assume no one's on by week 12 because the three games on Thanksgiving, they don't want to be shorthanded as well. And so no one gets the holiday off, I guess. That's even more dumb. Yeah. Do they just, is it like you don't want the kids arguing about it so nobody gets it? I I mean, exactly. Right? You'll learn. Oh my gosh. All right. Time for the quick three jumping right into our, our favorite. Our favorite member of the Quick Three, and we got to get him a, an interview on the show. Oh, he, he's on every week. He really is. I think we need to reach out see the, if the president of the Cordero Patterson fan club will uh, agree to an interview. I think he'd come on. We'll, we'll reach out this week see if he uh, see if he bites. He tweeted: "Players stopped at the one yard line that didn't score a touchdown on the same drive in Week Ten." And it's crazy because that's 10 players. That's a lot. This used to be the Calvin Johnson special, I feel like. he'd have, Or the Julio special. Oh, yeah, Julio, yeah. Both those guys are like allergic to the end zone. But these 10 guys stopped on the one and then didn't score. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, two guys put up big numbers of fantasy. Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, mm. Jonathan Taylor, and then Matt Ryan stole that one, uh, Najee Harris, Elijah Mitchell, Jamal Williams. Yep. David Montgomery, and James Cook. Wow. So if you have any of those 10 players and you lost the game by less than six points, you can probably uh, look at that one play be upset. Got to get your sprints in, boys. Tweet number two comes from Jacob Gibbs. The highest off-target rates for wide receivers. So is that like uncatchable? Exactly. Okay. So Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Amari Cooper, 15% of the time. That pass is off target. Jerry Judy, 16%. No, mm. no surprise there. Yeah. Go up the list a little bit. You got Darnell Mooney at 21. Okay. Marvin Jones, 22. That's interesting. Jahan Dotson, 23. DJ Moore, 24. And yeah. All these guys, very disappointing fantasy years for the most part. And probably one of the most disappointing years out of anybody at 30%. Think wow. about that. 30% of their targets. A third. A third, yeah. A third of the passes they're getting are off target. And that's Kyle Pitts. Uh, a yeah. team that if you have him on your team, you reached for him because you had to this year. You, you believed him. in him. Yeah. And, wow, just hate Marcus Mariota if you yeah. own Kyle Pitts. That's really what it comes down to. And tweet number three, this one's actually uh, a week old. So if somebody scored, it might not be 100% accurate, but I think it's a pretty cool list that you would enjoy. So this is from Sharp Football, Warren Sharp. Yardage of the longest touchdown scored this year by team. So the Buffalo Bills, their longest touchdown this year was that 98-yard bomb. I think it was Allen to Gabe Davis, if I remember correctly. Uh, We have a couple teams with a 75-yard touchdown. The Rams, 
Commanders, Falcons, Panthers, Houston. Uh, Detroit's up there, 51-yard touchdown, not okay, bad. I'll take it. Uh, below 51, you got the Patriots at 44. Yeah. Ooh, the Cardinals, 38. It's a little surprising. Yeah, Green Bay, 37. Tennessee, 29. Here's probably one of the biggest surprises. The Buccaneers, only 28 yards. Yeah, that offense is just starting to get going now. Yeah, and then there's one that's just flat-out wow. disgusting. It's, and I can't I, believe this. Yes. At eight yards. Eight yards. The longest touchdown scored so far in 2022 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like you could stand at the eight-yard line, you, and just fall forward with the ball in your hands, and you'd pretty much make it in the end zone. Uh, I'd be close. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe get a little jump in there. Exactly. But uh, that's, a nice push. Oh, my God. That's terrible. And you think of the wide receivers. They have great deep threats, right? Yeah. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. Yeah. But when you got Trubisky and Pickett throwing to them. Uh, they're just, they're, there ain't nothing doing. Not going so well. Eight yards. Unbelievable. Man. All right. Then our off topic is somewhat on topic, but it's a pretty impressive list. It's players Russell Wilson was drafted ahead of. In the 2010 MLB oh, draft. Wow. He's been having such a good year for fantasy this year. What would have happened if he was uh, played for the Colorado Rockies, who drafted him 140 overall in 2010? Well, a few rounds after that, in 272 overall, stud pitcher Jacob deGrom. Mm. 352 overall, outfielder Jock Peterson, drafted by the Dodgers. Love young Jock. 546 overall, Chris Bryant to the Blue Jays. And at 9.35 overall, all rise, Aaron Judge was literally drafted 800 spots after Russell Wilson. Man. I'm just shaking my head. It, it Really, what this list is telling me is what a crapshoot the MLB draft is. 935 players? I mean, how many rounds is it? Like 18? I mean, I feel like every year the Tigers were drafting like players' sons that we knew. Oh, yeah, like, that's what it is. Oh, Rod Allen's nephew got drafted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rod's got a kid in the draft. Yeah, yeah, we'll take him, sure. Exactly. And then every Avila. Hey, that's not even related to me, but I'll draft him because he's in Avila. Yeah, or Jim Leland's like yeah, grand-nephew or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the legacy. Here are your scores from week number 10. The Fantasy Giant got a win and is now 500. Look out, Lee. Oh, man. 93-79 to 79 over Sean's hair. This is the year. Squeaks by Chasing Greatness. 79-75. to 75. Four-point victory for Jeff, who improves to 7-3. and three. El Scorcho gets it done 111 to 100, beating the Washington Redskins. He's now four and six on the year. Waste management finds the win column 107 to 62 as the farts lay an egg and drop to five and five. I Love Lamb wins 102 to 88 over the fantasy behemoth, who wanted to know if anybody noticed he changed his icon on his team. Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> did anybody notice I changed my logo? It's about goddamn time. <laughs> uh, Corpy gets the loss. Lynette improves to 6-4. and four. Corpy 5-5. Five and five. And our weekly high points winner. Well, we knew wow. Stort's luck had to come to an end at some yeah. point. 136-94. to 94. The buzzsaw is officially back. Dave gets it done. Another weekly high points, thanks to really his pickup of the year. Justin Fields chips in 41. Jeff Wilson, 21. Travis Kelsey, 17. 41 points for Fields. Steve scored 62 total. Yikes. Wow. 
Yeah, and Steve's got a rough week coming up against uh, me next week just because his players are all on by or injured. Yeah. But getting back to Dave, oh, my gosh. I mean, lo- looking at his roster up and down, he he very well could be the favorite to win it. And the other team that I've actually been keeping an eye on the last few weeks is Waste Management. So I their record is is not great. They're they're three and seven, but he's been working on his team, and it is really starting to show. It is a very solid team. It, it's not star studded, but it's better than it was earlier this year. I think he's got upside in there. What what I'm saying here is not that I think he'll make the playoffs. I'm saying. I think he has a very strong chance not to have low points on the season. Game of the week. We had a couple close games. Jeff got the four-point victory. He had the win going into Monday night, and A.J. Brown really just kind of laid an egg, so that score seemed a lot closer than it was. The game of the week, I thought, in my mind, was yours. El Scorcho taking on the Redskins. Your studs showed up this week for both you guys. Big games for Delvin Cook, Aaron Jones, we mentioned, Saquon Barkley. Kedzo finally had Jonathan Taylor yeah. and Justin Jefferson show up. Too bad Derrick Henry or Evans couldn't join him. It came down to Sunday night football where you had Josh Palmer and a 22-point lead going up against Herbert and Everett. He probably liked his odds, you know, Justin Herbert, but... I was nervous. Yeah, it didn't work out for him. Herbert puts up 14, Everett 3, and Josh Palmer puts up 6. So you got the victory. You're improving to 4-6. and six. Ben drops to three and seven. We said last week the loser of this game is probably missing the playoffs. Yeah. So go going into this game, I was agonizing over a decision that sounds kind of dumb on the surface. And after Joe reading off those scores of the players, sounds even more dumb. But I was going back and forth between Aaron Jones and Matt Collins. What? So Hunter Renfro is out. Oh, Darren Waller's out. You know, I figure, who do they have to throw it to? And, you know, Aaron Jones, hit or miss, hit or miss. You know, he hurt his wrist last week. He's coming in. They said, oh, no, he's going to play, he's going to play. But how often, you know, do NFL coaches lie? So before I went and made that move, I slept on it. I woke up in the morning and I said, what the hell are you thinking? you got to start your studs. Thank God. Put Aaron Jones in there. Just quit overthinking this. And I am so happy I did. Yeah, you are your biggest enemy. Oh, yeah, because that would have been so embarrassing. And I know because I do the exact same thing. So when I'm on the outside looking at you, it's much more obvious than when I'm doing it myself. Yeah. I mean, every tinker I've ever done on a Sunday morning costs me. So Usually. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, no, it has this year. It's been terrible. <laughs> and Samantha's, like, keeping receipts and reminding me. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. The biggest takeaway from the Legacy League this week to me is it's been a wild and fun season. I feel it like has. every couple of weeks we're talking about the new hot team. Early in the year we said, oh, it's Jeff. Jeff's going to win. He's doing – his team's so good this year. And then it was, oh, wow, look at Corpy's team. He's loaded. Mm-hmm. And then it's, wow, how are we sleeping? on Kyle he's unbelievable he's stacked and all of a sudden oh shit here comes the buzzsaw Dave's gonna win it with Justin Fields yeah still anybody's game there's no one team uh it's been a wild fun year and I think it's because I set the tone of the draft at the auction you know that really set it that's gotta be so the NFL knew like oh here we go this is gonna be a fun year for the legacy league and uh they've done their part you know that, and right now, really, there's only two teams that are out of the playoffs. They're not mathematically eliminated, but for all intents and purposes, they are out of the playoffs. So almost the whole league still has a shot at this thing, which, again, keeps it fun going through the whole season. You know, there's nothing worse than having, you know, two or three teams dominating, 
and everyone else is just kind of sitting back going, yeah, well, I might make the playoffs, but whenever I play so-and-so, I'm done, you know? So this parody is great. I love it. And no one's out of it yet. Everyone still has a chance to at least go 500. Well, not mathematically. I mean, there's someone in this room who won the championship going under 500. That, that was many years ago. Yeah, well, it might happen again this year. It, it very well could. Yeah, probably not under 500. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think game, he'll make the playoffs. One game above, maybe. Yeah. Looking at the standings, we mentioned them three at the top at seven and three, Kyle, Dave, and Jeff. And then there's six teams at game above or below 500. Everyone's congested. You did mention there is three teams at the bottom sitting at three and seven. Oh, isn't the three old farts too? Their age is showing. Oh, guys. Is that our Aaron Rodgers, our Tom Brady, and um, Matt Ryan? Oh, definitely Matt Ryan. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. So, I, I didn't come up with that. He did. No, and, and just to take it one step further, Ryan Morbido's Tom Brady because he's won championships. Fair. Kedzo can be Aaron Rodgers, really good in the regular season, doesn't get it done when it counts. Mm. And Greg McClucky could be Matt Ryan. Always so much promise. Yeah. Greg texted me this week. You know, we were talking back and forth for a minute. It's every year he's got a loaded roster. Yeah. Who's he came hurt. out of the draft looking great. Yeah. So it's like waiting. Okay, who's going to go down on his team and just cost him the season? And then somehow every year he's in the top five points allowed. Yeah. But there is somebody who is in the number one points allowed this year, and that's you, my friend. Oh, yeah. Lucky me. Not doing so well there. Dave's allowed 857. You've allowed 1104. Yeah, it's not real close. Difference, not real close. Two hundred points. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's an extra twenty points a week you have uh, compared to them. Playoff picture right now. Remember, seven teams make the playoffs, so only one team gets a bye. We have three teams sitting at seven and three, and if playoffs started today, Jeff would earn that bye. Which would be pretty exciting. And uh, I would be taking on Lynette in the first round. All right. I'll, I'll take who, who do I have in the first round? Uh, let's see. Consolation oh, bracket. Uh, you're playing Steve. All right. There you go. There we go. So good luck to you there in that imaginary <laughs> scenario. Long season left. Week 11. Remember, we have 14 regular season weeks. So four more games to go. Some big interdivision matchups later on this year. Looking at the food watch, looking ahead to next year's draft. Of course, another fun draft. Yeah, uh, Greg Lucky did mention something about he's going to be stuck catering the draft. So mm-hmm. he's got a 30-point lead on Morabito. Steve's in third with a 100-point lead on I don't know. By them. the end of the season, Steve might be pushing him. Yeah, I know. without Cooper, yeah. without Stafford. His team's hurting. Ooh. Then time, time will tell. And then he'd quit the league for sure if he yes, didn't cater Yes, absolutely. I, I, I told you guys last draft, this was my last year. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you mentioned it this week. He's in trouble. He has uh, no Stafford, no Cup, no Darren Waller, uh, no Leonard Fournette. No he doesn't DK have enough guys on his team right now to field the starting lineup. Uh, I mean, he could. No, he can't. Naheem Hines. He's 2.5 points projected. He's not a starter. Well, you got Jerry Judy in there, and he's projected zero. He's not a starter either. Yeah, he does not feel the full team, but it's going to change tomorrow. This is before waivers. I'm sure Jacoby Brissett will be off his team. I hope he spends some money on some players. Not not this week, though, because I think he's playing me. Maybe the following week. He is playing you. He's got 60 bucks left. A lot of money. Yeah. Might as well spend it now. You can't take it with you. Yep. Learn that in the chopping block. Uh, other news around the league. I mean, we mentioned it, but we probably need to bring a little light to it. Dave did officially change his name to the yes. Buzzsaw. What the hell took you so long? I know. It's about damn time. Yeah. he's. Uh, 
the buzzsaw, if you need to remember, was the year he went to the championship, wouldn't take the money split because he said he was going to chop through my team. He did not. He did not. But the buzzsaw is back, looking good. I think back-to-back weekly high point winner. We've had a couple of those this year. Yeah. So that's an easy way to get your money back for the league. Looking ahead to next week, games we're keeping an eye on. The game I will be watching is two seven and three teams. This is the year taking on Ashan's hair. The winner will be in first place after this game. They both got some guys on by, so we're not going to talk about any weekly projections or anything like that. But you know it's going to be a close one. Jeff and Kyle playing for first. Yeah, and the game I'm going to watch next week is actually your game. It's going to be the Giant versus the Behemoth, Big Joe versus Corpy. Right now, this game is projected at 99.1 to 98.8 in favor of the Behemoth. The Behemoth has Patrick Mahomes going up against the L.A. Chadges. And he is hoping and praying that Mark Andrews is back next week to help solidify his tight end position. Joe, I know you know who you have, but I'm going to read it off for the fans out there. (laughs) There. No, don't read who I have. Read who I should start so I don't screw it up on Sunday morning. (laughs) Well, let's see here. Um, You should start Tyreek Hill, who's on by. Gino, who's on by. No, but in all seriousness, uh, you got Stefan Diggs going up against Cleveland. Uh, Devin Singletary, another Buffalo guy going up against Cleveland. Michael Carter. In there against New England. That might be something you want to look at. But um, other than that. Is he hurt? Did I miss something? No, I'm just saying it, it might be something you want to look at. Huh. Might Michael Carter, New England. New England, good defense. You know, this top they're on. Yeah. So, some, something to screw up on Sunday morning. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> but, yeah, that is that is the closest projected matchup of next week. So that's one I'm going to be keeping an eye on. All right, now time to move over to the Dynasty League. It's the Coast to Coast League. And here are the scores from week number 10. The Gnus took down Sunnyvale Sam Squatches 91-67. to The 08 Lions took down Team Beers to move them to 0-10 with a 114-94 victory. El Scorcho almost double up. Threat level midnight, 149-82. Cromartie's Child Care squeaks by Chaos Knights, 129-122. And Team Beers throws the hammer down on the Fantasy Giant. Wow. 173 to 124 a good week by you just not not nearly good enough yeah you know and this is karma (laughs) last week i mentioned uh the bwo league taking out a koenig where you have a really good week but the guy you're playing it's just like you never have a chance yeah that was this week this team i'm sitting there watching oh okay josh allen not bad game James Conner looking good. Doing what I need, back. yeah. Oh, C.D. Lamb, oh yeah, hell of a game. I should be good. I'm going to check the score. Oh, I was never within 50 points. Yep. It was ridiculous. So yeah. 100% karma. Team Beers takes me down. We both are now 6-4, and four, which is a surprise, but I'll take it. The game of the week, though, Capriati and Cromartie's Child Care taking on the Chaos Knights. It was a 129-98 to victory, and it came down to Monday Night Football as the Knights needed Sanders and Goddard to score 20 points. And uh, yeah, Miles Sanders did not come through at all. And Dallas Goddard he got injured and fumbled, but he did score a touchdown. So the Knights drop to three and seven. Biggest takeaway from me this week, you know, Team Beers, they lost by 10 or by 20, I should say. But they put up a fight. The lineup was set. They made a couple moves. I think it's starting to get to them. Don't go 0-14. Yeah, you don't want to do that, man. No, four games left, boys. We can do this. I mean, we're we're all rooting for it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Looking at the standings, we have two teams at 8-2, both of them in the NFC division. That's Cromartie's Childcare and the 08 Lions. In the AFC, we have two teams at 6-4, Team Beers and the Gnus. And remember, we have six teams make the playoffs, so there will be two buys, one to each division. So both those teams are pretty much battling it out till the end to see who gets the buy. And this is a reminder, this is very similar to last year. Yeah, it is. One division kind of top-heavy. Mm-hmm. I think we need to fix that next year. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we just go one division. Oh, or, or do you want to go with like a loser's division and a winner's division? But it's five and five, so what, you kick someone out six and four? Yeah, yeah. You always want to do that. Well, I, I, I want to have the losers have a chance to get in the playoffs. Even if they don't deserve it? Well, sure. they will next year because their record will be better because they play bad teams. I mean, the way we have it set up The right logic now, is sound. <laughs> the logic is silly. You're rewarding a team for sucking. Well, you know, I'm just I'm trying to keep it interesting for everyone. It's not like they're going to win if they suck. I mean, stranger things have happened. You have a championship. I, I got more than one. Yeah, you well, won three in a row. We're still trying to figure that one out. Yeah, my teams were dominant. I wasn't six and How seven. How you game the system. Yeah, well, I just outsmarted all of you guys. Uh, nah. Looking at the playoffs, we mentioned six teams at six and four or better. Six teams make the playoffs, so that's pretty obvious right now who's in and who is out. Yep. Games to watch next week. I got your game as you Ooh. play in the team that whooped my ass. Team Beers taking on El Scorcho. Projected to be very, very close. Yeah. Both teams projected in the 130s. Both teams 6-4. and four, And both teams had different seasons. You very have been different. been streaking positive. And, I mean, Ryan just broke that losing streak he had, finally getting the win over me. But he started out real hot. You started off real cool. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, hopefully I come out on top of Dr. Greenbeers. The game I am watching next week, besides mine, of course, is the 08 Lions versus the Gnus. Right now, it's projected 115 to 108 in favor of the 08 Lions. The 08 Lions starts Aaron Rodgers against Tennessee. Good matchup there. Um, and he is also starting Chris Olave against the LA Rams. That should be interesting. See how that plays out. On the other side, the GNU starts his favorite running quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He's going up against Indy. Should have a decent game there. Austin Eckler going up against KC. Not a lot of receivers over there. I'm guessing that their two big guys aren't back next week. So Eckler should catch a lot of receptions because, let's be honest, there aren't many other guys to catch balls on that team. Other than that, the Gnus are starting a lot of really young, kind of unproven, unheralded wide receivers. So that's really what I think it's going to come down to. You know, can Drake London, can Mac Hollins, can Devin Duvernay, can Traylon Burks all come through and score points next week? I, I don't know. But if I were going to put money on this, it'd have to be on the 08 Lions. It's just a more solid team. But that's why this bear is watching, because it's a good matchup. Moving on to the chopping block, your top scores from last week. Matt, he's still alive. He's still real. 120 yeah. points. Ginger Jeff, 116. And uh, Corpy got in there, 94 points. There you go, buddy. But it's the lowest scores that we worry about the most. 86 points for El Scorcho. Mm-hmm. 84 for Stortz. Backwards down the field, is that Storts? I think so. Kyle got 84 too. Kyle 84, 81 for Josh, 72 for Jay. Well, they're getting lower. And 66 points Ugh. for Ryan's best. So we say goodbye to Ryan. No Oklahoma drills for you, you quitter. Uh, your duds this week, Cooper Cup, 1.4. Yeah, it's almost Herbert, not fair. Yeah, Herbert, 5.7. Dylan, 6.5. Worst part is they picked up Mostert Sunday morning. Never got him in the lineup. Oh, no. Had they played him like they planned on, I'm sure. 
they would have survived. But, I mean, Damn. this week half their team's on by or injured, so yeah. they would have been shopped this week. Where did the money go? They had Jamar Chase on their bench, and that was a, a, a big pickup for you. Yeah. Ten bucks. Yeah. Only one other bidder had five. Uh, another player you got, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. zero bucks. Yeah. Somebody else said zero. Savvy. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third for 15 to oh, MCDC. I was so close. Yeah, 12, and then 12 and 11. Hawkinson went for eight to Jay, beer and chicken. Oh, house. close again. Uh, we had six, three, and one on there. I'm on Ross St. Brown, 15 bucks for Josh. Uh, shoot me in the head. Were you the 14? I was. Oh, my goodness. I was so close. 14, 10, and five. Cooper Cup was free. All right. He got picked up uh, around 9 o'clock this morning. So did Mike Williams. Dylan snagged them both. Sure. Stuck them on his IR. So we'll see if they come back. So looking ahead to week number 11, no real matchups to watch. It's just obviously lowest score out. So looking at it right now, there are six teams projected in the 80s. Okay. El Scorcho. Yeah, of course. I live at the bottom. Uh, nothing to lose, which I think is Duncan. We have Kyle's boss team, which, believe it or not, is Kyle. Mm. Uh, beer and Chicken Wings, Jay, MCDC to the ship, Josh, and backwards down the Man, field. That's a lot of teams with a real close projected points. All right, so who is most likely to be eliminated? Would you take those six teams at minus 300, one of them? Or you want to take the field for plus 250? Oh, I'm taking those teams. Minus 300? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be me. In the minus You're 300. taking the minus 300, the six yeah. teams in the 80s. One of the, you yeah, think it's it, you? Yeah, I think it's me. It should have been me weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you did survive a couple of them. But wasn't it two weeks ago you had like the high points? Yeah, that was that was a fluke. <laughs> uh, looking ahead to this week, you got Rodgers, Palmer, Barkley, and Joku, Jamal Williams, uh, Joe Mixon, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Well, a couple studs in there. We'll see. Possible duds. Might jump on the Gus bus. I don't know. That's kind of dicey. Yeah, if he's healthy. It... It's dicey. Uh, that's why I might just stay away from it. Kenyon Drake's put up some big numbers randomly I, this I year. just can't figure him out. Yeah. I know. I own him in Dynasty. I can't start him. I did play him no. only because I literally had to. I had nobody else, and that was the Monday night game where he uh, like, played really well. Yeah. I got so lucky. Should have dropped him after that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other leagues were involved. BWO, I took down Scott. I uh, got another victory there. I think I'm 7-3. and three. And in the IDP league, phew, I'm not even paying attention. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I'm in first place in the work league, so that's cool. Or tied for first, I guess. Four-way tie, but whatever. And in the family league? Yeah, I, I lost. To who? Um, I lost to Jill. Actually, oh. Liz's, Liz's cousin's wife. There we go. I had to make sure I got that chain right. Um, But that's okay. I'm still... Tied for first. I have first by virtue of top points scored overall. Um, so everything is still going according to plan. And Jay was in attendance at the El Storco. He was having a good time with the boys. He was. He, he had a great time. He said he never played Holden before in his life. So he, And the, he played twice in one day. The, the whole like last like week, every time I talk to him, he's bitching. Right? Like, I hate Hold'em, you know, I want to play, like, different types of poker every hand. Because I've played with him and his buddies before, and they play all sorts of crazy types of poker. Dealer calls it. Yeah. And it's just, like, weird stuff that most people have never heard of, right? And basically, what they do is they just stay in for every single card. So you're just betting and betting and betting and betting and betting. And you get, like, nine or ten cards or something like that sometimes. And sometimes there's, like, a wild... And sometimes it's a split pot. You know, it's all sorts of goofy stuff. So that's why I was trying to explain to him on the way over, you know, like when you get to that last card and it's not up yet, if you don't have anything, you probably want to get out of the way. So, you know, 
I, I helped him out a little bit. He said he truly enjoyed it. Both games, both uh, both the day game and the night game. Nice. Yeah, day-night doubleheader for him. That was cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do another. I mean, we're not going to do a diaper party for you. That's uh, a, come that's on. We, I, I need more. <laughs> no, no, that's enough. Uh, but we'll do another poker game probably sometime during the bowl season. And there we we're going to do it just for our loyal listeners We'll only tell people on this show. Ooh, invitation on the show only. Yeah, so we'll have like four people show up. Yeah, it'll be me, you, Mason. Yeah, and Allie. Yeah. Hell of a poker game. <laughs> All right. All right, time for the weekend watch. Starts on Thursday night. Tonight on Amazon Prime is the Tennessee Titans. Visit Lambeau to take on the Packers. College football on Saturday starts at noon on ABC as Illinois goes to Ann Arbor to play number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU takes on Baylor at noon on Fox. 3.30, CBS, number one, Georgia, goes to Kentucky. 8 o'clock on Fox, number seven, USC, takes on number 16, UCLA. And at 10.30 on ESPN, number 10, Utah, takes on number 12, Oregon. A couple of good matchups in the that pack conference. Yeah, yeah. Out of those college games, I mean, seeing Georgia go to Kentucky, that that'll be one that I probably flip on at least for a little bit. Um, but that USC UCLA game, um, that that's the the battle of Los Angeles. You know, I, I'll be interested in watching that one, especially with them coming to the Big Ten in a few years. On Sunday in the NFL, one o'clock on Fox, the Lions visit the New York Giants. We have another game at 1 o'clock on CBS, and we're getting the Eagles at the Colts. That might not be bad. But the other options were Browns at Bills in a snowstorm yeah, or Jets-Patriots. So I would rank that game third. Yeah. I would much rather see either of those other two than Eagles-Colts. I like the old snowstorm games. Yeah, I would love to watch Browns-Bills in the snow. Yeah. And, you know, it was cool watching the Colts last week, Jeff Saturday's first game. I bet on them. I won big. That was nice. Cool. That was a nice win, but <laughs> I think the allure is more off. Let's move on. 425 CBS, the game of the week. It's the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And on Sunday night football on NBC, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Chargers, which is weird to me. Back-to-back weeks on Sunday night football for L.A. Chargers. Yeah, but they're, they're not going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs. No. And Monday night football staying on the West Coast NFC West, we have the 49ers taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Of course, that is on ESPN. All right, time for the call your shot. Last week I told you uh, someone who was streaking was coming to an end, and uh, yeah, that was me. I lost. Oh. So I jinxed myself probably, but uh, that's all right. This week, I'm going to tell you, it'll be a new number one overall team in the Legacy League. Oh. Sorry, Jeff. Oh. Man, what did I predict last week? When I look at the show sheet, you left it blank. So I was correct last week <laughs> in my assumption that nothing would happen. Yeah. Um, my assumption for what will happen this week, I am calling it. I am going to take down Dr. Greenbeers this nice. week in the Dynasty League. It is so tough to call these wins, but you know what? I'm feeling it, damn it. Yes, we need a little cockiness in the show. Get this show back. That's right. That's when we are at our best. Then when we had sound drops, damn, I need to get those started again. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. Really appreciate all your support. Uh, next week, we're going to do something a little fun. We're going to compare teams in our leagues Ooh. to songs. Oh. So there you go. You can't have the Heartbreak Hotel. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I got I got a couple better ones. Okay. And if you loyal listeners out there have some suggestions, hit us up at the Fantasy Giant on Twitter and at... Are you still... 
some weird name. El Scorcho 760. Nice. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys have a good weekend of fantasy. Your players stay healthy and your team scores more points than the others unless you're playing one of us. That's right. Best show yet.